Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Past Their Prime podcast. I'm Dan, and I'm joined by my special guest, Hunter. Hunter, how are you doing today? What's up? So welcome back. But today I wanted to bring you on because you are the master and the one person that I collaborated most with when it comes to the art form known as machinima. Now, before we get heavy into our history with machinima, I wanted to ask you, how would you define machinima? What is machinima for somebody who's never heard the word before? So, I mean, you could look it up, but uh, I like to define it as, and this isn't just like a one sentence definition, but basically a film or short film that you can make in a video game using video game tools and um, all the stuff inside the video game. Yeah, I think that pretty much nails it on the head. I mean, when I was doing research on it, when I first found it, it was basically two words, machine cinema, machine cinema or machine animated, you know, cinema. So it's basically taking the assets of a video game, a pre-rendered video game, taking that graphics uh, engine and creating some sort of film. And uh, there's very, there's been tons and tons of machinimas uh but the one that really uh spoke to me and got me interested was uh digital fear john graham who made master chief sucks at halo and that was originally live action and then it went over to machinima uh obviously red versus blue is probably the single most popular machinima of all time uh many people have probably heard of the video YouTube channel Mushinima, which was a brand, and they took the word and branded it, which has now been defunct and now doesn't exist anymore. Uh, was there a Mushinima Hunter that gravitated you to the medium in particular? Uh, you spelled out all three for me. That Digital Fear was one of my favorites, um, but I did like all of the collaborative Mushinimas that were posted on Mushinima's web, uh, you know, YouTube channel yeah. back when it was good. Yeah, uh, those were a lot. And Red versus Blue was great and. It was machinima until they started putting in some, uh, you know, extra effects. Animation, just pure animation. Yeah. It's funny. I, I started with Digital Fear and I didn't get in, interested in uh, Red versus Blue until they actually started a main storyline. So the first five seasons were just kind of jokes and kind of fodder. And then once they hit season six through ten... They really actually started telling this story, and then they also implemented CG into it, which I know, no, you never were a fan of, but I thought it was fantastic taking this graphics engine and this world that we all knew because we played Halo so much, and then adding to it and adding some more to it. You know, I I, I thought the story was great, and I watched it, loved it. I have them on DVD actually. Um, Me too. But the. Uh, I, I, at that point, I stopped considering it machinima um, because I feel like it's it cre it makes you have to be creative when you make it machinima yep. style. So they were kind of able to do whatever they wanted when they got into CGI, which again, story was great because of it. But at the same time, no longer machinima to me. And it's hard to blame them, you know. They they really you know they really kind of set the bar. And after seven seasons of just bobbing their head, jumping, and shooting, they needed another outlet to further their story. 
So, you know, for eight years, they basically just did the same motions over and over again, which give them credit, uh, I think, where credit's due. But before we go on a red versus blue tangent, because I could talk about that show all day, and I love that show, uh, I wanted to ask you, what was the first either machinima that you, that really kind of clicked that, oh, I could do this. I think we're all Halo fans. We know that. Uh, But what was the first machinima that you remember watching? Uh, And then what was your first machinima that you created? And I'll define it more as using a capture card rather than, you know, a, a TV or like a V, you know, VHS to a TV. Uh, yeah, I, uh, the first machinima that I actually saw, I actually think was red versus blue. Um, but then that kind of put me on a tangent of watching machinimas and I got lost in them eventually. And I was like, you know what? I want to make my own and that, you know, I'm 10 years old (laughs) or so, 10 or 11 at that time. And, um, uh, I played around with my, uh, my video camera, like you suggested on the TV and videoed it that way. Uh, but then I got a, a little smarter and bought one of those capture cards. Pinnacle, I think, was the brand. Yep. Yeah, Pinnacle. I used the crap. The Dazzle out of that capture thing. card. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, no, I used that thing, and um, that's when I, I guess I made my first real machine. Do you remember? None the... of them. None of them were pretty any good. They sure. Were just fine. Do you remember the date that you uploaded your first machinima? Uh, man. Not a clue because they're not even listed on YouTube anymore. Yeah. The old ones. I, I was. I have them on there still, but they're not listed. So I was pretty good, and we'll get into your history too. I was pretty good with keeping track of my machinimas. Uh, so the first capture card video that I made I made plenty of horrible videos on YouTube. So the first machinima, which was probably the most awful thing that I have ever created, uh, and the as the world has ever seen, was a. Machinima on the Pit in Halo 3 called Right Round. And I'll leave it at that. It was a horrible video. <laughs> and, I, and I uploaded it on June 1st, 2009. So that was kind of the inception of my Machinimas. Uh, <laughs> brief history of that. So I uploaded dozens of videos. Some deleted, some not. Uh, so I have an archive of some of those. Uh, and then I decided I didn't like that channel anymore. So I rebranded, and the first machinima that I uploaded to Onyx Rings was on May 1st, 2012. So almost 11 years ago. 11 years ago in, in a couple weeks, which is still crazy that I had two channels, you know, that those that long apart. Uh, and now this is what I use. I use Onyx Rings as an outlet still for the podcast and anything else that I want to upload kind of just to screw around with. Uh, because when it comes down to it, machinima was a means to the end. And I think this was the same for you because we love video games, but it also introduced us to the world of film. And a way to do that as a kid when we couldn't go out and do real film productions. In this world, we could have an army, we could have action, and we never even had to leave the house. And we didn't need to spend a dime to do it rather than a capture card. Uh, and I think that was really revolutionary. And I, and while we may not be in the film industry, both of us, I think it still affects both of us to what we do today. I still love writing. I still love writing, whether it's books, articles, or machinima scripts, or just scripts in general. And we both have, you know, 
expanded into the world of live action. But I would like you to kind of talk about, you know, Machinima. First, talk about the history of your channel, because you only had one compared to me. Maybe some projects that really stood out to you. And then kind of what you took from Machinima as an art form. Oh, yeah, I... I loved the writing aspect. That was one of my favorite parts. Um, I, I have a ton of scripts that I never even, I never even got the chance to make. I still have a whole folder in Google Drive with a bunch yeah. of stuff. Because um, I, I just like writing. I would, um, I have in, an endless amount of ideas, not enough time and resources <laughs> to make them, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, that was one of my favorite parts. My my YouTube channel. Um, because of all the ideas, I, I would upload all kinds of stuff. I would try to do the easy ones here and there and then have really big productions in between. Uh, but it started out as uh, my gamer tag was Lord Skull 70, something I made when I was 11, thought it sounded cool. Still my gamer tag to this day. Uh, but I called it Lord Skull 70's video production. And I actually got a few videos that had. I don't know, 40, 50,000 mm -hmm. views yep. um, that hit it off uh, were pretty popular. One of them was a uh, basically a machinima version of that Dear Sister SNL skit. Yep. Um, that one was popular. And then I had some of my own creations as well. Funny situations is what I called them, just comedy skits. Um, but then I decided to shorten it to LVP. Um so LVP is where it stands to this day, still online. If you want to watch some old cringy stuff, yeah. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I, uh, I did like writing a lot. My, some of my favorite things was collaborating with uh, different people, uh, friends, and online people for voice acting. Mm. That was that was my second favorite part. Uh, I loved voice acting myself, but I also loved casting people. And uh, I had a couple auditions, but most of the time I used my regulars. And we submitted, we got really good at submitting several variations of every line, labeling them, organizing them into folders. And I would go in and I would start editing down the timeline. And I'd be like, okay, this is where I put line 1A. And I'll put it in there and I don't like it. And then I have three other variations to play with. So it was a lot of fun editing, putting everything together and seeing the final piece come together. Yeah, I think one thing that I always wanted to do, but it never quite worked for me, and I knew you were a little bit more successful in this front, was creating an ongoing series. Uh, and I tried several times, but nothing ever materialized. So a lot of it is just one-off shorts with similar characters, which usually just revolved around us. Uh, but actually, one thing I wanted to mention, I think my pop, most popular machinima was the one called Destiny, which I think is still online. And it was basically using the voice of Peter Dinklage and the Destiny beta when that was a thing and implementing it into the Halo Reach. And that got around a little over 2,000 views. So that was the, the peak of my machinima success. Uh, but one thing I wanted to mention, which was really cool, and I don't know if you ever really reflected back on this, but I was watching footage that you uploaded that I edited uh, from a behind the scenes we did. And to backtrack, it was a machinima called The Interrogation. And we filmed <laughs> it in Halo. I did the yeah. voice of the guy getting interrogated. I still find it funny to this day. It's just so stupid. It just, it, just, it, it was stupid. great. 
But what was really intriguing, and this is kind of goes on to the point that I talked about earlier, was the fact that we, you wrote, you edited, you cast, you filmed a whole video in a virtual world in Halo. And then, I don't know how much longer later, you actually did the same project with tweaks in the real world, which I think was really cool. And I don't know if I've really seen anything like that before. Yeah, we did do that, and uh, I really wanted to do more of it. Um, it was the first and only. Uh, I was actually going into becoming a videographer. I wanted to do like uh, videos for businesses and weddings and stuff. Um, that never really came to fruition because um, it wasn't nearly as fun as making machinimas. <laughs> but uh, we did do that, and it was it was um, it was a lot of fun. I think that um, I could have probably taken that and, and ran with it, <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I wanted to do something else at the end of the day that was a little bit more fruitful. Uh, so it would be more of just a hobby, if anything. Yeah, and I think that's kind of where I stand too, where my day job is something I really enjoy doing, but it has nothing to do with film at all. However, now in my free time, my very limited free time, I could still go off and maybe not produce machinimas anymore, but I can pick up my camera, which I used for a mini vlog that I did a couple weeks ago, and I could film stuff. And I could still, I'll always have a camera. I'll always love film, and I always love editing. So I always still do it, even if I don't publish it. Uh, and I think that's really kind of, it just stemmed with machinima, because I was a kid, didn't have a lot of friends physically in school, and just didn't know how to make a real movie. But meeting you and meeting other people who just loved Halo, it was a lot easier to make a production and make something that was fun to do and then fun to watch at the end of the day, even if it wasn't good from a story perspective. <laughs> yeah, well, some of them were good, I think. Uh, would still hold up well <laughs> Maybe today. some of yours, uh, yeah. Uh, but it's... Most of them are cringy, but they were a lot of fun to make, so uh, I'll leave them up and... You know, the ones that were really, really bad when I was, like, still a squeaker are no longer uh, on there. Yeah. I can still watch them, but nobody else can. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's really intriguing to me how Machinima really blew up. And I would say it probably peaked around 2008, 2009 is where it peaked and slowly came back down. And, and now it's pretty much dead. It's pretty much a dead art form. Uh, but... The whole appeal of Machinima was to provide an experience that was nothing like the game. So with Halo, we had we had theater. So your usual viewpoint in Halo is a first-person perspective looking down the barrel of a gun. So in order to make a captivating Machinima, it had to be anything but that. So that's where the, the, the theater mode came in. But from the years 2000 probably 2009, 2010 to now, the only thing that has really blown up in popularity and really hasn't seen any change is physical gameplay. Ninja, PewDiePie, Markiplier, some of the biggest YouTubers of all time, and all they do is just play games with their commentary. So it's kind of intriguing how the appeal of Machinima was a different perspective to the video game, and now... It's just the video game. People just want the personality to it, I think. Yeah, and I think the Shinoma really only worked with Halo 
for the most part. There were some GTA machinimas and stuff. Sure. Um, I feel like Halo was probably the most popular way to view it. Um, and I think it, I don't think it expanded past that much. I think people watched it because it was made in Halo, not necessarily because it was machinima. Um, and I think that's kind of partially why it died off the way it did. It's a good point. So with, but I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if you know this, but we, I remember, uh, we got creative and we did some like, some live action type stuff within Halo. Do you remember that? Uh, the the plays. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was very intriguing. Yeah, I mean, and that's something I haven't thought about in years. Where, you know, we'd use your clan and we'd basically perform. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to sound horrible because we're such losers, but we had a group of like 16 players in the lobby and we basically performed the episodes of Red vs. Blue within Halo. I don't know if you can get much more meta than that, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was just another thing. I think it, it honed our acting chops and we never recorded it, but we just performed. Actually, um, I we did record did it. Did we? Posted. Yeah. It's, it's basically a... A, a scripted uh, improv of one shot on a stage style machinima, I guess. So yeah, I don't remember the improv one, but I do remember the 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 red versus blue one that we did. Yeah. So yeah, that's in, that's that's yeah, that's I don't know if you can get you really get much more meta than that. That's like a game, a movie within a game, that's within a game that's a movie or something like that. I don't even know how. Do to... you know? Do you know what your uh custom game count so that how many custom games you played in halo 3 which oh, is where we did most of our machine shit. you know what it ended up being i think it was around three to five thousand i think mine was probably like 10, 16 000. yeah there you go that was mostly because of the mission and you also you started playing halo before i did you were playing halo in 2007 i didn't get started yeah. until like 2009 so you had a head start on me in that in that area but uh, yeah, I mean, shit. Halo Three was that really that that peak I think with the with the Machinima and Reach did pretty well. But I, I I don't know, and I wasn't really in it from the years two thousand three when Red versus when Red versus Blue started till two thousand six. But I know they went from Halo CE to Halo Two. I think there were some more Halo Two Machinimas, but I don't think anything really took off the way. It did in Halo 3 because especially with that Machinima channel, it was such a big way for people to get their content out there, even though it was a pretty bad company to work for. The series matchmaking, hilarious. I I don't know. Did you ever watch that series? Uh, I'm bad. I don't remember. There was one. There was one story. It was these very short 30 second clips, which is probably ahead of its time where. They're on Sand Trap, they're playing matchmaking, and there's these characters, and they're like, hmm, we're on Sand Trap right now. You know what this map needs? What? What does it need? I think it needs some more sand. It's like, what? More sand? And then they just go into this whole, not a lot, not a, you know, not a lot of sand, but maybe like, you know, 2.3 cubic tons of sand. And it just, it goes on. It's just hilarious. It's so stupid and nonsensical, but it was awesome. Hard Justice by John Graham. He would probably cringe because he's a very cynical person, but he'd probably cringe about the machinima. That was like, to me, that machinima actually made me wrap my brain that, oh, you can create a story, an ongoing story with the same characters and not just these one-off shorts. And that's what I always aspired to do. 
even though Red versus Blue did do that, this was a little bit more, I'll say, quote unquote, serious. Red versus Blue was always very happy and 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 comedy based until it got to those seasons six through ten. Yeah. Uh, but Hard Justice, which I think came out in two thousand eight, was more serious and more mature, kind of as a as a. There's obviously dick jokes and all that stuff, but it was just that really kind of blew my mind as a kid to just see that and see an actual ongoing series and how it would finish. I ended up making a bunch of trailers for something I never had a chance to finish. <laughs> yeah, so that was a big thing a that we did. I, I tried to avoid making trailers for projects I knew I wasn't going to be able to complete. And I think that was the biggest thing is just getting the time commitment because you have to write 12 episodes, you got to voice act it, you had to get people in the lobby, which became a... a a bigger issue as the years gone on because as Machinima peaked, so did Halo. And when Halo peaked, that means you had less and less people playing over the years. It was uh, really hard to find workers, man. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to work these days. <laughs> it was just hard. So again, that's kind of where, you know, John Graham, Digital Fear, and Red versus Blue with Rooster Teeth were fine because they had they did everything in house. They didn't go on. Oh, yeah. And they had paid employees to do stuff. We had to coordinate a bunch of 10-year-olds. Yeah, they had their 16 controllers. And they had their workers come and do the the stuff they needed to do. And they had a system. Uh, So it was more reliable for them. Uh, But when you're one kid in a bedroom and you're trying to get your friends online to to do something, you lose lose it. And you don't have that. Yeah, you just... it, It sucks because in a way you have to be even more creative because you have to write while thinking of what's in the confines of what you can make. Yeah. So you want to keep it at, you know, below five or less people most of the time, yeah. if possible. And, so what started, uh, so what started, at least for me, to be the greatest benefit of Machinima as a filmmaking platform, then quickly became the biggest detriment because you couldn't get people. So it's kind of interesting how, again, when Halo peaked, when Machinima peaked, it also came crumbling down as quickly. <laughs> yeah, the, the classic line, hey, you want to make a machinima? <laughs> I don't really feel like it. <laughs> I don't really feel like it. And we still say that joke to this day. It's like, hey, you want to help me out with the machinima? It's just like, go fuck yourself. Don't, why are you asking me that? We're in our mid-20s, late-20s at this point. actually thought of a, a concept a long, long time ago. I never really got to try uh, that would be something like the perfect type of video that where you could film with a certain amount of people and do shorts where they're not super long, but you could also make them serious if you wanted to. I, 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 I thought of a concept called daydreams. So I would, I would say, I would call it like episode, whatever daydreams is the name of it. So basically the idea is think of any time you've been sitting there daydreaming about something, just that snippet being an episode. Mm. has no context it just in that moment you're watching it so you don't really have to have a whole beginning to end story it's just a snippet sure it'd be fun to make well you just lost that idea because somebody stole it one of our three listeners stole that idea so you'll never be able to oh, no. <laughs> so well you know what go for it I'll, i'd be happy <laughs> you if give somebody took that you idea. give the blessing <laughs> i'm not right? gonna use it so so i was looking on my youtube channel and i think the last machinima that I uploaded on the Onyx Rings page was, I think it was 2016. Let me see. 
233 views, which is not a lot. Yep, February 12th, 2016. So, and you helped me make it because you were the only person that I knew who would play Halo and get on it, basically. So, maybe someday. Maybe someday we'll make that Machinima. So, we're getting close to 25 minutes. Is there anything else kind of about Machinima that you wanted to talk about or that stuck out to you about the art form? It's It was awesome. I think purely simple. It was really fun. It was great having fun with your friends, making these little fun videos. And even though we don't really make them anymore and there's not really an audience for them, I think they'll always be there as a, you know, I have my DVDs of Red versus Blue. I can go on, and people are doing a great job at archiving some of the things that were lost on the Machinima channel when it was deleted because that Machinima channel was completely wiped. And all those videos and all that work that people put up was gone. So people are still doing a great job in trying to recover some of that stuff, like the matchmaking series, Spriggs, all that stuff. I mean, I never did it for the views and stuff. That was, I just made them because I thought it was fun and I liked to watch them and, and, uh, you know, friend, our friends that were in it like to watch them. And I'd still make them today for fun. Hopefully they would be better but, uh, <laughs> if I had time. If I had an extra day a week where I, I had could, I could devote to machinima making, I would do it totally. Yeah. Maybe someday we'll get there again. So anything else? Nope, that's it. Well, thank you all for listening. And uh, hey, Hunter, let's go make a machinima. <laughs> To close out this podcast, for those of who are still listening, we did. We did make a machinima. This Monday, we posted our first episode of the new series called Circling Back. It's on the Onyx Rings YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash at Onyx Rings. If you like this, you obviously like machinima, so give it a watch. Let us know what you think. We're going to be producing a bunch of episodes for this, and hopefully it uh, becomes something fun. We love machinima as evidence from this podcast. Come join us as we create our new series. Looking forward to it. Bye, everybody.